Good morning for Friday, March 11, 2016. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. GOP candidates lower the volume. North Carolina is a battlefield for voter laws and riskiest political act? Protesting against Trump. In today's national headlines, Christians flock to shared health care groups. Senate passes anti-drug bill addressing deadly crisis. And a bill to raise the smoking age is sent to the governor of California. In today's business headlines, 2016 is off to a bad start for big-name funds. Apple and U.S. turn up the volume in the iPhone battle, and the FCC proposes privacy rules for Internet providers. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Miami by Jonathan Martin and Patrick Healy. GOP candidates lower the volume. After 11 adversarial debates, the two chief antagonists to Donald Trump largely abandoned their strategy of brutally attacking him on Thursday night, choosing instead to use their final face-off before next week's round of big Republican primaries to project gravitas and champion conservative positions on trade, jobs, and Israel. Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, whose candidacy is on the line in his state's primary on Tuesday, passed up chances to challenge Trump on immigration and foreign visas and stopped insulting the frontrunner after his recent jabs backfired. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, who's running second to Trump in many states, stuck to policy at first but gradually turned tougher against Trump, eventually saying he would be a disaster as the Republican nominee. If we nominate Trump, Hillary wins, Cruz said. But much of the debate was so subdued that Trump was prompted to say, So far, I cannot believe how civil it's been up here. He was eventually challenged over his temperament, his harsh language about Islam, and recent violence at his campaign rallies, but he also talked more about policy than he has in past debates saying for the first time that he would consider sending as many as 30,000 American ground troops to fight the Islamic State in the Middle East. It was as if Trump's rivals had decided after so many months that there was no upside anymore at trying to beat him in his own game. Gone were the heated interruptions, the derisive name-calling, and most remarkably, given Trump's advantage, the wave of attacks about his checkered business history and lack of policy command. On Thursday night, his rivals moved on from trying to bully the bully. The political stakes were higher than in any of the previous debates because this was one of the last high-profile, widely-seen opportunities for Trump's rivals to sow doubts about his candidacy and to slow his march to the nomination. Trump is ahead in public polls in Florida, Illinois, and North Carolina. The race appears closer in Ohio, with some polls indicating that John Kasich, the governor there, has a small lead. The newly sober nature of the Republican race was clear from the first exchanges over trade, a major issue in Ohio, as the four contenders largely agreed that trade deals were needed to protect American workers. Trump was challenged over hiring foreign workers for some of his businesses, which he both defended and minimized. The greatest pressure was on Rubio, who's facing the prospect of a humiliating loss in his own state Tuesday. After suggesting on Wednesday that he regretted lobbying juvenile insults at Trump, 
Rubio only occasionally disagreed with him in the debate. I know that a lot of people find appeal in the things Donald says because he says what people wish they could say, Rubio said. The problem is, presidents can't just say anything they want because it has consequences here and around the world.